For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. A promotional fee has been paid by the sponsor of this program for its editorial content. Statements, views, and beliefs expressed by the sponsor do not reflect those of WOKV or Cox Media Group. In the House with Ken and Jared is brought to you by Universal Roof and Contracting. Our Ask the Expert weekend continues with In the House with Ken and Jared. For all your questions on roofing, siding, and home improvement, call 340-1045. Ken and Jared at Universal Roof are ready to answer your questions. In the House on News 1045 WOKV. Good morning. Welcome in the house with Ken and Jared. Hi, everybody. My name is Jared Malik. Sometimes uh, sitting next to me is my father, Ken. This is not one of those times. Uh, and uh, But I am joined today by Josh Smith, uh, producer extraordinaire of In the House. Uh, this show is all about home improvement and construction. If you have a project that you're working on and you want to know how to get to the next step or if there's something in the house that you need to fix, you want to know how to get started with it. Uh, this is the place to be, whether it's a structural question, electrical, plumbing, really anything having to do with home improvement, that's uh, perfectly okay with us. Number to dial with your home improvement questions, 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. You can also email me a question to questions at universalroofjacks.com. I own a business. It's called Universal Roof and Contracting. Uh, throughout the week, we help people with their roofing, siding, or window needs. And then every weekend, we come in and answer your home improvement questions. Uh, would uh, be honored uh, to uh, answer your home improvement questions today. Uh, really, anything having to do with home improvement, even though in my business, uh, I only really do roofing, siding, or windows, uh, I am a general contractor, and um, uh, and so I can answer all types of home improvement questions. I'll try my best uh, to do it. Uh, so if you have a uh, leaky faucet, you want to know how to stop it. Maybe you found wood rot somewhere. You want to know how to uh, how to replace it. Maybe you found a leak and you want to know how to find it or stop it. Uh, maybe you're thinking about doing some drywall repairs and uh, you want to know the best way to float it or you want to know how to remove uh, popcorn uh, easier. Really anything having to do with home improvement. Uh, you can give us a call at 340-1045. Right, lots of stuff on our talk agenda to get to as well. Uh, we're going to be joined in just a moment uh, by GE uh, and talking about the Geospring heat pump water heater. Uh, if you don't know about heat pump water heaters, you're going to want to uh, listen to today's show. It really interesting. You know, the, in in general, historically, we we knew about uh, regular uh, tank uh, water heaters with a um, either gas or with uh, an uh, ele electrical element. Uh, and uh, over the last number of years, we've seen the hybrid water heaters, uh, which is what we're going to be talking about today, which is where it, it's a heat pump system. Uh, and so you're going to want to listen to that on today's show. Really, really interesting topic. Uh, we're having GE come on uh, and chat about that. 
and uh, so, so other stuff on our talk agenda as well. Uh, and then, of course, your calls is really the best part of the show. Uh, and you can uh, give us a call, 340-1045, with your home improvement questions. Uh, also, if you get a chance, check out our website. It's in inthehouseshow.com. Uh, you can take our latest poll. Uh, there's a, um, a poll on inthehouseshow.com, and um, uh, it is uh, uh, my, uh, my wife is an interior designer, and I'm a contractor. And... Um, so on the uh, on the poll, you can we do a comparison uh, between my wife and I, and then uh, Chip and jo- Joanna Gaines uh, from um, uh, from Fixer Upper, a great uh, TV show. And there's some uh, um, you're in the poll. We're talking about some comparisons uh, between the two of us. So uh, check that out in thehouseshow.com. All right, let's go to John. Uh, this is uh, John Crone. He's uh, with uh, General Electric, and he's the National Water Sales Manager. Welcome to the show, John. Thanks. Appreciate it. We appreciate you spending some time with us this morning and talking about uh, the Geospring heat pump water heater, the hybrid water heater. Uh, so for those people who do not know what a hybrid water heater or a heat pump water heater is, what is it? Well, what a hybrid water heater is, is it's a standard electric water heater. The same thing as just a standard tank electric water heater that goes in a home. But it actually has a a second heat source, and it's a heat pump that is actually connected to the top part. It's a one-piece piece of equipment. And the heat pump is a... It's the same thing as the reverse part of your refrigerator. Instead of pulling the hot air out of the box and dropping it at your feet, what we do is we use ambient room temperature and put it through a compressor condenser system and use that to heat the water in the tank. So it uses both the heat pump and the electric elements. You know, and so so why is it done this way? Like, what is the reason for not just using a regular, uh, you know, the old-style tank uh, water heater? An old-style tank water heater uses resistance elements. So it uses basically a uh, rod, electric rod that goes into the tank and heats the water. And those elements are powered with 4,500 watts of electricity. So let's think of that simply as 45 100-watt light bulbs that are actually heating your water. And that uses a fair amount of electricity. As a matter of fact, the water heater is the second biggest use of electricity in a house outside of the HVAC equipment. So what we've done with this heat pump is it operates on 550 watts. So think five and a half 100-watt light bulbs powering the heat to the source. When we use that, obviously, we're saving a lot of money. So what this does is it not only saves the consumer a considerable amount of money on their electric bill, it's also great for the utility companies because as more and more electricity is used, it's harder and harder to um, to power all of these products. And instead of building bigger power plants, more power plants, this has taken a lot of electricity off the grid. Which means, uh, you know, for our consumers, that means more money in their pocket because electricity is not continuing to get less expensive. It's continuing to get more expensive. 
Absolutely. So a standard electric water heater, in order to run that water heater per year, it costs about $555 a year to run an electric water heater. And most people don't ever recognize that because you have to have hot water, right? So they just pay that bill. Um, a, a heat pump, the GeoSpring heat pump water heater, only costs $155 a year to use. Wow. That's a $400 difference in usage, and that, that's a pretty significant um, change in, in, in your electric bill. So at, how exactly does, uh, you know, it does the heat pump system work? Uh, like, uh, explain that process for our listeners. So the, the heat pump needs to be installed in a, in a space, and generally in Florida, it is a garage. So it uses the ambient warm air in the garage, and you pull that warm air into the heat pump, you run it over the evaporator coils, you boil it, you compress it, you condense it, and you run it around a coil, which is the same as an electric element, wrapped around the outside of the tank. So instead of creating electricity by turning on the elements, you're actually moving heat by using the ambient air that's available in the room. So the heat pump actually operates in conjunction with the elements. So you get up in the morning and you start taking showers and water's coming out of the water heater. The heat pump turns on first, that 550 watt piece of equipment, and it turns on first and pretty soon it says, I can't keep up with this. Um, I need more heat in order to give that consumer exactly the same amount of hot water. It's a standard 50 gallon electric water heater. Turns on the elements, turns off the heat pump. When they're finished taking showers, the heat pump, the, the water heater recognizes on its own that the water's not coming out of the tank, that it has time to recover. So instead of using those 4,500 watt electric elements, it turns back to the 550 watt heat pump and actually makes the recovery of the hot water at a much cheaper price. Now, when you say that it removes the, the heat from the ambient air, what type of temperature is required in order to actually you know, remove that heat and, and produce the heat from it? The, the geospring has the widest range of ambient air operating temperature in the industry. So we go to a 35 as a low temperature. At 35 degrees, we're almost 200% efficient. Um, at 120 degrees, we're well over 400% efficient. So the actual heat pump op can operate between 35 degrees and 120 degrees. Now, the next obvious question would be, well, what happens when the temperature is outside of and especially lower than the 35 degrees? The water heater recognizes that and simply uses the electric elements only to heat the water during those very few times in Florida that they might be below 35 degrees. And the consumer doesn't have to do a thing. They don't have to push a button. They don't have to recognize that. They don't have to say, gee, I'm a little bit cooler right now, so I need to turn on something different. The water heater does it all for them. Now, in Florida, obviously, because of our heat, uh, our high heat, and then our really our lack of cool weather, most people uh, or your recommended installation uh, area would be in the garage in Florida, correct? Correct, correct. But it can be installed anywhere. So, so you know, the garage is, is perfect. Uh, Florida is an absolute perfect temperature for for the heat pump water heater. But if you do not have the availability to put it in a garage, it can be installed anywhere in the house. 
Um, and as long as we have some air to operate it, we also have a ducting kit. So with putting the ducting kit on, you can pull air and push air to wherever you need to. It, it, there's no space that it cannot be put in. Hmm, that's interesting. So you could actually have it in an interior area of the house, but then have the duct work, you know, go up into the attic or go over to the uh, to the garage, right? Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. Really interesting. I, you know, I love uh, I, I I love technology. I love the ingenuity, uh, and I and I love the American spirit. And actually, you guys, uh, GE is is uh, manufacturing this uh, in the United States, correct? That is correct. We are the only heat pump water heater actually produced in the United States. So this is made in Louisville, Kentucky, at our Appliance Park uh, location, and we are very very proud of the fact that we're not only produced there, but we have the Made in America label, which means that above 70% of the equipment that the unit is made of has to be made in the United States also. And we're closer to 80%. So we have about 400, 450 families who are employed today because we have this product being produced in the United States in Louisville, Kentucky. Awesome. Well, John, I really appreciate you spending time with us this morning. Um, and again, if you guys want more information, it's the GE Geospring Heat Pump Water Heater. And uh, it's uh, available through uh, local plumbers, contractors. Uh, and if you want more information, you can uh, visit, uh, visit the website. What's the website again for our people? The website is www.geospring.com. Very good. Thank you, sir, for spending uh, some time with us this morning. Uh, GE uh, National Water Sales Manager, John Crone, definitely reserve the right to call you back and, and chat with us again. Great. Anytime. I'd love to do it. All right. Thanks. All right. We need to take a quick break. When we come right back, we've got Sue in San Marco has a question about removing old popcorn. Lighting open for you, 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. You're listening in the house on News 1045 WOKV. Be right back. Hey. Welcome back in the house with Ken and Jared. Your home improvement questions are answered right here, right now. Any type of home improvement question is okay. I'm a licensed uh, general contractor as well as a licensed roofing contractor here in the state of Florida. I own a business, Universal Roof and Contracting. Throughout the week, we help people with roofing, siding, and window needs, and then we uh, answer your home improvement questions every weekend. All right, so let's go to Sue in San Marco. Sue, how are you this morning? I'm fine. Thank you. Good. Good. How can I help you? Yeah, I have a problem with popcorn ceiling. Some of it's coming down in my master bedroom, mm -hmm. and I'd like to remove it and, and put a something, you know, smooth up. And I just wondered what's the best way to remove that popcorn ceiling. Sure, I'll, t I'll tell you a story. I, um, a number of years ago, I'd gone to a client's home, and and uh, he was a listener to the show, and and uh, I went in, and and he he was just so proud. He wanted to show me how he was, you know, removing his popcorn ceilings, and um, so he goes, "Man, I've been doing this for like 
it, he it was for like two weeks he was working on it and and um and I said just curiously how you you know like that's a long time like how you doing it and you know he said oh I'm just doing this and he was just scraping it and and I said well you do and I was deciding whether or not to tell him that there was an easier way than <laughs> than what it is that he was because he'd literally been doing it for like all of his free time for like two weeks so the the key with popcorn is that if you take a small pump up sprayer even a little hand sprayer and put warm water in it with just a little bit of fabric softener, just a, just a smidge uh, of fabric softener with warm water, and then you just mist it lightly on the uh, on the popcorn, and then uh, let it sit there for you know f- for a minute or two, and then you just take a what we call a drywall blade. Uh, you can take it like a 12 inch uh, hand scraper, and Pull the scraper towards you. You don't want to push it away from you because it'll actually gouge the dry, uh, the drywall, and it will um, uh, make it where uh, it uh, creates more prep that you have to do before you you actually start doing the new texture. And you just pull it towards you, and the popcorn will literally just peel right off. So the key is is warm water with a little bit of fabric softener in it, uh, and it'll be much easier to, to remove. Uh, and it's a lot cleaner that way. Uh, now, you still want to cover stuff in plastic, and you want to protect so that that way you know move contents out of the room because you don't want to get the popcorn all over the place. But uh, a little bit of warm water and uh, fabric softener does wonders. Well, that just sounds great. Is there anything I need to do to prep the ceiling then before I paint it? For sure, yeah. What you, what you have to understand is that the reason why popcorn was used a lot is because it hides a lot of the imperfections in the drywall. So you will not want to just paint after you remove the popcorn. It, you have to actually float the ceiling out with drywall mud to hide the imperfections of the seams of the drywall. If all you do is just paint when you remove the drywall, you're going to see a bunch of seams all over the place, and it's not going to look good. So the removing of the popcorn is actually pretty simple. The texturing or the smoothing out of the drywall, there is an art to it. So I, um, as a do-it-yourself project, if you haven't done drywall before, it, you know, there's definitely an art to it. So I would uh, – I mean, you can give it a shot if you want, but I would – it's um, – as I said, there's an art. Like it's like even myself. Like I've done it numerous times, and when I look back and I look at it, I'm like I'm just not happy with how it looks. So even in my house, me personally, a lot of times I will have my drywall guys go over and and float it out or retexture it, just because. Uh, again, there's just. Uh, when I do it, I have to do it multiple times, and it just never comes out looking perfect. And I can have one of my guys go over and, and do it in you know in 30 minutes, and it looks phenomenal. So I'd probably recommend that you have a, a drywall installer or, or texture person come in and, and float it, especially if you want a smooth look, because the smooth look is 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 difficult to achieve unless you really know what you're doing. Uh, do you have any people you might recommend to do this? Yeah, if you call my office, then they can recommend somebody to you. I don't have anybody that I recommend on, over the air. But if you call my office, uh, then I can. Uh, my office will give you a referral of, of somebody that can help you with that. Uh, and uh, our office number is 647-3907. Again, 647-3907. 
Well, thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Sue. We, I really appreciate you calling me this morning. Thanks for that home improvement question. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, Francis has a question about uh, the location of a water heater. Line open for you, 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. Now it's time for the three things you just got to know. News 104.5 WOKV right now. Our Ask the Expert weekend continues with In the House with Ken and Jared. For all your questions on roofing, siding, and home improvement, call 340-1045. Ken and Jared at Universal Roof are ready to answer your questions. In the House on News 104.5 WOKV. Welcome back to the show. That's right. In the house with Ken and Jared. Your your questions are answered right here, right now. Number to dial 340-1045 or email me a question, questions at universalroofjacks.com. Before the break, we uh, had Sue. She had a question about uh, removing popcorn ceilings. I had a great caller uh, call in uh, and remind me of something that I should have said, uh, which is that uh, if the house was uh, built prior to 1978, there is a chance that that um, uh, uh, that that could have asbestos in it. Uh, asbestos was outlawed in 1978. Uh, well, actually, there's still some things that actually have asbestos in them, but it's the percentage of asbestos and uh, and certain materials uh, that uh, that have uh, been manufactured with asbestos. So, if your house was built 19 prior to 1978, it would be a good idea to have um, uh, that tested uh, for both asbestos as well as lead-based paint. Uh, those are two things that we would be concerned about. So before you just go in and, and remove that uh, popcorn ceiling, you can get those test kits at a lot of the painting uh, supply places or a lot of the home improvement stores, uh, and you can get those asbestos or lead-based paint uh, test kits. Uh, I don't thing that we get really concerned about it with asbestos is that uh, when removing it, uh, if it becomes airborne, you don't want it to get in your lungs, obviously, because of mesothelioma. So um, uh, we have the best callers in the world, and so thank you, anonymous caller, who uh, called and reminded me uh, of that. So thanks. All right, let's uh, go to Francis on the south side. Hello, Francis. How are you this morning? Uh, good. Uh, Good. The young man that was talking about uh, putting the water heater in the garage, yes. well, uh, my experience has been everything that's in my garage gets rusty. My air handler has been in there about 24 years, and it, it got rusty, not, you know, didn't take long. So how this uh, water heater he's talking about, is it made of plastic or is it a metal? It has it has both components. There are pieces on it that are plastic, and there are pieces on it that are metal. So you can place the water heater it really anywhere in the home. So the the thing about the water heater is that, or about the um, about the garage specifically, is that because it is not air conditioned, there's more heat in that area. So it's using that heat uh, to be able to convert it to energy. Now. I'm, my concern is is that if if things are rusting in your garage 
pretty quickly, you may have a, a high moisture content and not enough ventilation in that oh. garage. That's actually – that points to maybe a bigger problem that I may want you to solve. Um, now, obviously, because it's not air-conditioned, you know, there is going to be higher amounts of humidity and moisture in there. But if you're finding excessive um, uh, rusting in your, in your garage, uh, I, that actually points to either some sort of water intrusion problem or it actually uh, points to some sort of uh, lack of ventilation issue. Uh, uh, well, there's one window in the garage that I've never opened. It's a jealousy window. I wonder if I open that, that would help take some of that hot air out of there. Yeah, well, I don't want you to leave your windows open all the time. I want that area to be secure. So ventilation we can we achieve through other ways. So uh, there should be some sort of soffit ventilation, uh, some sort of uh, exhaust ventilation in the roof, or some sort of gable ventilation uh, to allow the moisture to get out of there. Um, so if, if you want, uh, if you call my office, uh, which is 647-3907, um, you can schedule an appointment for one of my guys to come out to take a look at it and just make sure that your ventilation system – many times what will happen is is that the, the people have ventilation over their home, but they don't have it in the garage area, and so enough attic ventilation where that hot air and that moisture can actually escape. And so uh, if you want, I can – you know, send one of my guys by. We would we would come by for free to take a look at it and just to make sure that there's not that you don't have some sort of ventilation issue there. You don't see those turbines on the roof anymore. You know, those metal things that spin around. We use them all the time. Yeah. It's cra It's yeah. It's crazy that people don't use them very much. But uh, turbines or whirly birds, depending on the manufacturer, is one of the best styles of ventilation, and and we actually use them all the time. So ah, oh, they're uh, still in, around then. Yeah, but they got a bad name because a number of manufacturers didn't make them well, and so the bearings would actually seize up over time, and then people would get water in, or uh, or they just wouldn't rotate correctly, or they would make a lot of noise because they weren't quality ones. But a, a company called Lamanco makes the best one on the market, and it's seriously one of the best ways to ventilate uh, your attic. Uh, so, so we actually use them all the time. Oh, okay. Thanks for your advice. Bye. All right. Thanks. Take care. Thanks, Francis. Appreciate your call. The other thing is, is that with the um, uh, with the uh, heat pump water heater, you can actually place that water heater anywhere in the home, and you can. It has a duct system where you can actually. Uh, Pull air and push air from other areas. So, for example, let's say that you don't want the water heater in your uh, in your garage, or let's say that your current water heater is somewhere in your home. Well, if that's in the air conditioned area of the home, we can you, they can actually vent it and pull the air from the attic above it where it is warmer, and then exhaust the air up in the attic as well, which actually makes it cooler. And so, um, so you can do that even if it the the water heater is not in the garage. So, um, so but thanks uh, thanks for that call. I, I I do appreciate it. Line open for you three four zero one zero four five again three four zero one zero four five. All right, let's go to to Willie in Murray Hill. Willie, how you doing today? Hey, good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. Um, How are you? Yes, sir. I'm, I'm okay. My question is, my daughter has a roofing issue near her chimney, mm -hmm. and a couple of contractors came out there, and both of them, I don't know if they were blowing smoke or whatever, but like I told her, 
there's a lot of contractors here in the city that, you know, uh, a bit nefarious, you know. So yeah. um, I was just calling you. Maybe you could recommend me a roofer or someone to that effect to uh, come out and take a look at uh, her. Uh, it's like a townhouse. Sure. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, I... I am a roofer, so it would be hard for me to refer anybody other than myself. But I have to, you know, I have to be candid on air, saying that, you know, of course I would refer my company. Of course, I think uh, our roofing company is the is the best roofing company. So I would I would obviously refer refer myself. You know, the thing is, is that uh, in in my business is called Universal Roof and Contracting, and um, so you know, we'd be honored to to give you uh, you know your daughter a quote on that, and I'll I'll give you my phone number here in just a in just a second. But let's talk about chimney leaks for a moment. So chimneys are one of the most susceptible areas for leakage. And uh, a lot of roofers struggle with with removing chimney leaks because there's so many things that, that could be leaking on a chimney, and many of them have nothing to do with roofing. So if we look at, at it, there's the, the roofing material itself. Usually, let's say it's asphalt shingles. And then there's flashing, which is a metal piece that goes at the the roof-to-wall transition, and then there's some sort of surface of the, the chimney itself, either siding or stucco or brick, and then there's a, usually a chimney cap up at the top, and then there's a flue cap, and so if we look at chimneys, there's actually seven areas where water could be coming in a chimney. Now, we're both roofing contractors and general contractors, so we actually do roofing, we do flashing, we do stucco, we do siding, we do sheet metal work, we do ch chimney caps. So therefore, we actually are licensed to perform any of the work that a chimney could be causing a problem with. And so many roofers are great roofers, no disrespect to, 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 to roofers. We've got some great roofing contractors here in, in you know North Florida, in the Jacksonville area. And then we have some eh, not so good roofing contractors in the in uh, in the uh, in this area, and so but many times it's not even a roofing issue, and so a lot of roofers are great with roofing, but not necessarily good with stucco, or not necessarily good with siding, or not necessarily good with chimney processes, and so you can have a great roofer who just doesn't necessarily understand how all of those areas work together, and so we. Uh, at our business, Universal Roofing Contracting, we're both roofing and general contractors. We get the concept of how all of these things work together, and so I am confident that we could fix that leak uh, where it would uh, not be a problem again. But there's other roofers in town that you know that are really good as well. So, but of course, I'm partial to my business. So of course, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, you know, recommend that you call us. So, okay, so. I can get your number right now. I'm going to tell it to you. My my phone number is 647-3907. So again, of course, area code 904-647-3907. All right. Thanks a lot, buddy. Thanks, Willie. Really, really appreciate your call. Good luck with uh, you and your daughter's project. All right, and uh, my website, by the way, if you want to, if you want to take a look at it, is universalroofjacks.com. Again, universalroofjacks.com, and we always send uh, one of our estimators out to take a look at it for free. Uh, we'll take a look at the problem, give you a, a quote in writing, and then if uh, you decide to use us, that's great. If not, no hard feelings. Uh, it is, it is what it is. But we, you know, 
be honored to at least have a shot at uh, at helping you uh, with that project. And and uh, we're going to tell it like it is. If my guys come out and and it's a minor problem, we're going to tell you. Uh, if it's a major problem, we're going to tell you. Uh, we'll just we'll you know we'll tell you like it is, and then we'll give you a quote and we'll follow through and follow up to make sure that you're satisfied. So, all right. Again, uh, number to dial with your home improvement questions. If you want to call me right now with your home improvement questions, number is three four zero one zero four five. Again, 340-1045. Or if you want to email me a question, uh, you can do that, universalroofjacks.com. Uh, Again, universalroofjacks.com. Uh, All right, let's go uh, to the – do I have time to take a call before the break? Okay, let's go to Linda on uh, in Riverside. Linda, how are you? Good. How are you? Doing great. Thanks. How can I help you? We have had a roof leak. We had it repaired. But since the repair, we've been told that we have mold up in there. Can you make any recommendations? Yeah, so if we if we look at mold, I mean, mold is definitely a concern. Uh, there are types of mold that we get really concerned with, and then there's types of mold that, that aren't as concerning. Uh, but uh, but either way, you as looking at it, or even me looking at it, we're not going to know what the difference is between those. You actually have to do uh, tests of them. But when we, whenever there's a water intrusion problem uh, that that turns into a mold problem, the first thing that you always have to do is is stop the source of the moisture. Mold needs uh, a few things in order to survive. One, it needs moisture. The second thing that it needs is some sort of food. Uh, third thing that it needs is uh, is the right temperature. So step number one is always is always stopping the source of the moisture. And so if that roof leak is fixed, then that's great. You've stopped the source of the moisture but you still have to remove the mold that is present there. Otherwise, it will continue to be a problem. And so usually I do recommend, if there truly is mold, uh, I recommend you know a water, uh, a water abatement company or a mold remediation company. Um, uh, Restoration One uh, is a company that does uh, mold remediation that does a good job. Uh, so Restoration One is a is a good company that I would recommend. Uh, and if you just Google Restoration One, uh, then it'll then it'll come up. Uh, there's a number of different locations, and and um, uh, uh, they they do a pretty good job. Uh, and then in choosing any contractor, you know it's a good idea to get a couple quotes and and just you know see what it is that they recommend. And to see how large of an issue it is, uh, as opposed to a minor issue. Okay, sounds good. All right, very good. Thank you, Linda. Good luck with that, uh, and um, let us know if there's anything else I can help you out with. Thank you too. Have a All nice right. day. You too. Bye bye. All right, that music means I got to take a break. Now this is the last segment, so it's your last chance to call for today's show. Uh, to answer those home improvement questions for you. Number to dial, 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. You're listening to In the House on News 1045 WOKV. Welcome back. Final segment this week's In the House with Ken and Jared. Thank you so much for joining me today. I do appreciate it. 
Number to dial, 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. I own a business, Universal Roof and Contracting. Throughout the week, we help people with their roofing, siding, and window needs. And so I'd be honored to be part of your next uh, roofing, siding, or window project. Uh, and uh, so let's see. Let's go here to an email question. This comes to us from Sue, and uh, Sue writes, uh, actually, I just lost it here. Sorry about that. Uh, I am thinking about replacing my windows. Do you recommend wood windows, aluminum, or vinyl? Which one do you recommend? Um, I actually recommend a fourth option. Uh, there is a, a composite material made f uh, uh, called Fibrex, uh, which is made by Anderson Windows. It's called Renewal by Anderson. And uh, Renewal by Anderson uh, uh, is uh, the re window replacement division of Anderson Windows, and it's done through specific territory exclusive relationships. And uh, we uh, we are the exclu exclusive territory here in uh, in Central and North Florida for uh, for Anderson Windows, and it's called Renewal by Anderson. And so it, instead of um, being wood, instead of being vinyl, instead of being aluminum, it's actually composite material, and uh, it is uh, by far, in my opinion, the best replacement window that is made. You get the look of the wood without the rot of wood. Uh, you, you get um, uh, uh, with aluminum. There's a, a lot of temperatural difference, temperature swings. Uh, you don't get that with the uh, with the Fibrex material. And then also uh, with vinyl, the problem with vinyl is that when it gets direct sunlight is it can warp. So uh, so the Fibrex material, Renewal by Anderson, I think is the best window replacement uh, product uh, on the market. Uh, and uh, if you want to call Renewal by Anderson, it's uh, area code 904, of course, 222-8064. Uh, Again, 222-8064. Uh, and let's see. Let's go quickly to the phones. Uh, let's go to Barry in Orange Park. How you doing today, Barry? I only got a, I have a couple minutes, but how can I help you? Yes, I got a 300 square foot Florida room that was added onto the house, and I have a leak that's between the actual fascia that was there before the porch mm -hmm. and the aluminum. I guess we call U channel that this panel slide into. And I've tried everything to stop this thing from leaking, but it continues to leak between the wood and the and the aluminum. Okay, let me ask you a question. When you go out to your Florida room and you look up, the seams in that panel are they uh, are they every twelve inches or are they every four feet? No, they're every twelve inches. Twelve inches. Okay. So um, so yeah, those types of panels are very difficult to stop water intrusion because there's not a good way to flash the transition between the main roof, the fascia, and that roof. So basically, what you, usually what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to remove an edge of roofing material and fabricate a special piece of flashing that comes out onto the pan roof, you know, minimum of 20 inches, and then goes back up underneath of the shingle roof, a minimum of 18 inches. And so it has to be custom fabricated to, to, to kind of uh, get the water from going in between at that transition. So uh, that's really the only way that I've found to, to stop them. There is, if it's a, if it's a four foot panel called an elite panel, there's a waterproofing and roofing material called Hydrostop that we can use that works really well. But for, for the 12 inch panels, 
that uh, flashing is really the only thing that would that would stop that. So if you want, you can call my office, and we can send somebody by to take a look at it and give you a quote. Office number 647-3907, uh, Universal Roofing Contracting. Uh, thanks, bud, for that call. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening today. Show's called In the House every Saturday morning from 9 to 10, uh, Universal Roof and Contracting, UniversalRoofJacks.com. Thank you so much for listening. God bless. See you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.